Welcome to Waiting for Review, the show that follows the journeys of two iOS developers. I'm Dave Knott, an iOS developer from Devon, England. And I'm Dave Wood, an iOS developer in Wellington, New Zealand. Join us as we discuss the development, code and technology of our journeys. My MacBook is, I'm sure it's one step away from complete death. Uh, it do might. you think the, uh, the MacBook Adorable might become a thing again? I think it might be, and I think it might have to take the place of an iPhone 10 if it happens sooner rather than later. You know, because they're more or less the same price, which is kind of stupid when you think about the, the <laughs> yeah. utility of each device. It's like, what's the MacBook? £250 more, and it does probably more than £250 worth of stuff, I would argue. Um, yeah, it's, but, um, it's a really, really tricky one. Because it's sort of reflecting the way stuff's changing, I think, a bit as well. It's a bit of a sign of things to come. I think Apple are kind of nudging stuff that way because I suspect that, you know, certainly over the next five to ten years, I could see see desktop computing getting even more niche. And I class laptops as desktop computing there. But, you know, that's sort of having a device with a keyboard that is intended for using as work for work, I think is going to become much, much less of something that, that people will buy unless they are actually doing that sort of work. Although I do find it amusing. I see all these people like desperately trying to um, use their iPads as pro things and they're strapping on keyboards and this and that and they're jumping yep. through hoops with all these crazy apps and workflows. It, I do wonder, like, why don't you just buy a MacBook Adorable? Do you really need to touch the screen that badly? Can you not just yeah. use the really nice touchpad and the keyboard and the really powerful OS and... Just use that because that seems like a really good solution. Uh, but but on the other end of the scale, did you see the um, the advert that Apple put out earlier on this week? I think it was earlier on this week. It's the one that's titled "What it, What's a Computer?" Oh, I saw it going around the uh, the news sites. I didn't actually see the ad though. It sort of follows this girl as she goes around her sort of day to day life. She travels out with a bike. And she's got her iPad Pro with her, and she just she uses it for everything. You know, she FaceTimes a friend. She uses markup on a screenshot that she sends to her friend, and then she's kind of like working on it later on as well, sort of typing some bits. It, it sort of goes with her everywhere, and is quite clearly kind of serving all these different needs. And then she gets home, and her mum's like, "Oh, it's time to come off the computer." And she looks up and just sort of goes, "What's a computer?" <laughs> That's a clever little ad, isn't it? Yeah, it's really quite powerful in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I kind of saw, saw, certainly saw my youngest child reflected in that as a iPad mini that he uses. And yeah, he really doesn't need to use, use a desktop computer at all, um, except for when he is playing Minecraft and wants to use mods. Oh, and that yeah. is his specific need and use. <laughs> Um, which is, is perhaps a, a solvable problem over time, you know? Yeah, possibly, yeah. No, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I always remember getting told that it's time to come off the computer. I suppose now it's like, yeah, what 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 is the computer? Because, you know, you've got the iPhone, you've got the iPad, and, you know, when I think about it, the computer I use the most is an iPhone. If I, if I was to yep. clock up the hours during the day, the iPhone is the computer I use the most. I don't know if that would change if I had a MacBook Adorable lying around the house that I could constantly keep jumping on and off of. Maybe it would. I don't know. Times are changing, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, so obviously last week we spoke a little bit about me and my update of Armchair. I'm curious, Dave, how things are looking for you with your apps. Obviously, you've 
moved to the other side of the world. So I'm guessing priorities have had to shift elsewhere. Um, couple that with starting the new job, you probably had to yep. dive into a lot of new learning and stuff there. So for me, I would, if I was in your shoes, I'd probably be putting my indie apps to the back of the pile. Um, yeah. But then probably, I guess, as things settle down, maybe you're ready to get back into stuff again a bit more. I don't know. Where, where are you at? So... I, I mean, earlier on in the year, I, I kind of had this vision that I, I think was as we sort of looked out to starting the move and kind of had a bit of an idea of the timelines of things. I sort of thought that that come the end of October, maybe I would be starting to sort of put a little bit more time back into um, into both of the apps that I've got in the store at the moment, GoVJ and Holovid. And I thought that potentially I could sort of get a decent update on go vj at least sort of by the end of the year the reality is all of those things you just mentioned um have have dominated my time and that was of course you know looking at things a little bit more objectively that's that's just realism (laughs) you know settling in to to a new job a new life on the other side of the world and everything else that's all had to take precedence um but but recently life has sort of started to get a little bit more normal you know we've had had a lot of um a lot less sort of initial logistics and setup to be doing and we've been been just living normal lives i go to work come back home and you know at the weekends we're exploring living in a new city and that's that's really cool around that though my attention is starting to return back to to my sort of side apps and projects that i've got on the go as well and i've returned back recently to go vj because I needed to to run some sort of update for that to kick out a new version that was built against the the iOS 11 SDK, and I used that time to to update it to um, run correctly on the iPhone 10. So the interface now is adapted for the iPhone 10 as well. So a minor update, and that that was really quite. It was cool to do it, but it was also kind of irritating as well because as I opened up the the app, I've now had long enough since last looking at all of that code to just kind of be really quite ashamed of the way it's built. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not built that badly. You know, it works. It does an awful lot of things underneath the hood. Um, and it's it's shipped and people are using it. And the, the crash stats through things like Crashlytics are... Where I want them to be, you know, they're mostly hovering around 100% on any given week. But yeah, I looked at the code as I was doing this update and just sort of thought, hmm, I really do want to do the bigger update at some point. Realism's hitting a little bit though. Time is not necessarily that 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 free to just go and start piling into a big update of an app that's that's arguably very much in a side business kind of category. So. Yeah, I, I say I've been feeling a little bit gridlocked with with GoVJ and, and my side projects. In a sense, I want to be doing a few things, but I'm not sure that I really should be pursuing a massive, great overhaul of of the main app right now. What things would you be looking to change when you say a big overhaul? So, based on on user feedback and just where I would like the app to go. Um, there are some some feature updates that I would like it to have. Um, at the moment, it doesn't support MIDI control, and given the nature of the type of app it is, that, that would really make sense for it to have that. Adding in something like that will mean adding in 
hooks within the app to control the interface and to update what's going on within the video mixing engine that it has. And to do that is is non-trivial. I don't want to be kind of adding that sort of thing into the code base in the way that it is at the moment because I know that sort of it's, it's in the middle of technical debt. Do you know if if I if I do that work now, then future me at some point next year is is going to be doing that work, but also rebuilding the the, the base of the app as well. Um, it sort of feels bad to be be putting in that time in that way without getting everything else um a bit more spruced up so i guess i guess the problems when i look at the code base as it is half of it is is in objective c and that's not necessarily a problem but the other half is in swift and i I kind of it sort of feels like it needs to be all one or all of the other um so i'd like to bring all the objective c things over to swift and just keep them bumped and updated with the latest versions of swift as time goes on Um, and then the other side of it is an architectural side of things i kind of now know um, much much more sort of swifty ways of doing things um, in terms of how the, the sort of model works underneath of the app and I would like to spend the time and kind of get it to that, that stage because that will then open up things in terms of adding in these other features that I want to add as well it will be doing the sort of right the right kind of groundwork um, but these are all things I would love to do I would like to do and it ends up feeling like a, a sort of mountain of work that with limited time and you know, limited mental capacity even to really be sort of getting into that level of work means that I sort of end up feeling quite gridlocked and it sort of becomes an easier thing to just sort of go, okay, well, you know, do that, do that another time. That's, that's for sort of future me to do at some point, maybe next year rather than right now. It does have a uh, lot. Yeah, it, it potentially is. And I'm I'm trying to, sort of figure whether this is really exactly the right direction to go right now especially around a full-time job as well yeah because i mean realistically per day what hours are you going to have yeah I mean, i'll be lucky to to really put in a good solid um hour or so on that a day i think to be honest after family commitments and everything else exactly um yeah it, it's very tough and i find mm. it can take me almost as much of as an hour or like half an hour just to kind of get going in a way. Yeah. Uh, I find that there's a lot of fragments of time scattered throughout my day that come in the form of 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I've almost gotten to the point now where I would usually, or beforehand I would try and do something like work-wise in that time. But I found that it was such a small amount of time that, there was either two possible outcomes, either A, I couldn't get my head in the game quick enough to make any meaningful progress, which annoyed me, or B, I would get my head in the game and then just as I'm sort of getting into what I would call sort of flow, I have to stop, which would really annoy me as well. So (laughs) I find that I've had to become more selective about when I actually choose to do work and when I choose not to do work. And almost in a strange way, choosing not to is just as important as choosing to because if i choose not to i'm actively avoiding just annoying myself and then being grumpy for the thing that i'm doing that isn't work and then and then that makes me even more angry because it's like okay so if i have done work for like 20 minutes and then i've had to come away from it and i'm feeling grumpy because i was just getting into it and i've got to go and do something else that's something yes. that could be something really quite nice that i should be looking forward to yeah but then say and say that spans for three hours say we're going out as a family somewhere 
I, I could then spend like almost the entire three hours feeling grumpy and thinking about what I'm not doing on the project that I've just gotten into. And that's a horrible feeling. Yeah, and, and, and it really defeats the purpose in a lot of ways, I think, because, you know, these these are the moments that you you don't get back, the sort of family time and those, those sort of things. And the work stuff, if you like, if you want to class class this sort of development as, as work in that way, it will happen when it needs to happen. Do you know what I mean? If it's important enough and big enough, then then you will make that sort of working time happen in, in, the, in the right way. Yeah. So no, you're absolutely right. There, there is an element there, I think, of kind of being keeping a watch eye on, like you say, starting something when you don't really have the appropriate time to complete it, because that that sort of tension that you described, I've I've been going through that at times, um, certainly at the weekends, where, you know, arguably, like I said earlier on, we I should be settling into exploring where we are and enjoying being a new city in a new city. It's interesting how you what you said a minute ago about having enough time to complete some work because I find with what I do versus what Heather does is that I sometimes come away having worked for ages but still not having finished something. Yeah. Um, and, and I see her when she works at home and it's almost like she's got a list of very small items that she can go tick, 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 tick. And then all of a sudden it's done. Like the work is done. And then yeah, when we're finished, she'll quite often say to me, um, oh, did you get done what you wanted to get done? And I'm like, um, no, but kind of, I suppose. I never know. Basically, I never know when I'm done. That's my biggest problem. Um, right. Because there's always something more I could do. As, yeah, with development, I suppose that's quite in its nature, isn't it? Yes. So yeah, very much. When, you know, have it, I find it sometimes quite difficult seeing, seeing her just rattle through a list of tasks, knowing quite clearly when that task is done. And then when enough of those tasks are done, work is done. Um, and then I'm just kind of sat there thinking, oh, no, I could do this, I could do that. And then once I finish this, I've got that to do. And then when you get into a task, sometimes it turns out to be a bigger task and then you start thinking of other ways it could go. Um, so I think yep. I need to work harder. Basically what I've taken away from that is that I need to work way harder at trying to quantify what it is I want to do in the time that I have. Um, because it's, yep. it's all too easy to sort of dive into something and just start spinning your wheels for a couple of hours and just seeing where you end up. Um, yes. And I'm quite bad at doing that, but, you know, especially when I'm working yeah, like, in an indie capacity. Uh, when I was working at a, a jobby job, it was easier because, you know, if you had a a batch of, of smaller amendments to do on various different projects... They, those are the kind of things that you could literally go through and go tick 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 done i'm done for the day good job me off yep. i go it's a task list and yeah. that's it whereas on a bigger project it's very easy to become lost at sea yep um so uh, the last couple of weeks i've been trying to make more of a conscious effort to before i do anything think about what it is i am doing and then break that into as many smaller tasks as i can um chuck yep. all of it into trello into like a, a kanban board style thing where yeah, I've got my to-do column on the left uh, in progress, then things that are blocked or held up and then completed. So I want to get everything to the completed uh, column as soon as I can. And yeah, I think it's helped. I'm kind of annoyed I didn't do it. Didn't do it sooner. But yeah, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you got to start somewhere. You do. And I think um, if I think back, I, I put um, the first version of GoVJ out whilst holding down a very different type of day job 
um, you know, at the time I was working within customer insights and analytics, sort of nine to five. And I did very, very similar activities to what you've just described in terms of project managing the work around GoVJ. When I finally wanted to, I'd, I'd done a lot of back and forth and noodling around, you know, as you kind of just described before, um, actually in terms of just being quite open-ended and, and going after different problems, spare time sort of wise, just seeing what I could make. Um, and then things solidified when I sort of realized, well, okay, this is never going to actually become a proper app if I don't make it into one. Um, and the process over a period of a few months before release that I, that I followed was very similar to that. I organized the the work that was involved to get it from where it was as a prototype to being version 1.0. And in order to do that, I had to define, okay, well, what is version 1.0? And at what stage I did actually end up with a situation where I had a load of things I wanted it to do. And I whittled it right down to being that sort of MVP style. Okay, what are the things that it needs to do to be 1.0? And I think really if i'm realistic if if i want to kind of get back into developing it as an ongoing concern in that sort of way then it's that sort of approach that i'm going to need to follow just having a little bit of of um conciseness about okay well what am i actually trying to achieve there here i mean you asked me at the start of this conversation and i kind of reeled off getting the app architect architecture sorted out um, adding new features and hooks in for things like MIDI control. There's a whole raft of other features as well. And I guess realistically, if I really want to make any of those things happen, it's going to be a case of project managing each one of those and turning them into sort of like the, these these kind of, like you say, Kanban-style sprints. Um, and then organizing that around the time I have and being prepared to sort of say, well, okay, I cannot realistically achieve this or all of these things within this this update, and you know, potentially chucking some ideas out, just never doing them or putting them to to the back of the queue, and and being quite organised about it, and and that that approach should let me get something done over time, but and it's giving yourself permission to take your time, isn't it, and to be like, okay, this is going to take a while. But then having yes. that Kanban-style approach almost justifies it if you can break it down enough and actually see in front of you that what you are doing is quite a, a big undertaking. That kind yeah. of might sort of stave off some of the, the guilt factor. I remember when I started doing 3.0 of Armchair, I think I broke it down into five tasks. I was right. kind of like, okay, I need to put ads in, I need to make a home screen, and I need to do a dark mode and a couple of other bits. I was like, yeah, that should take me like not very long was the conclusion I came to (laughs) the most vague sort of measurement of time ever. Not very long. Um, turned out it took me probably five months really with the the amount of time I had around everything else. Um, yeah, I I look, I look back at that time and I don't think, um, you didn't work hard enough because, uh, yes, I did. Thank you very much when I think about it. Um, but, it was just literally, you know, the realities of, of life and the time that I had, that that was that was what it ended up being. So I think certainly in your position, giving yourself permission to not give yourself a hard time over that kind of thing and just lay things out in a realistic way, breaking it down into smaller and smaller bits. I yeah. I think that's definitely the way you've gotta you've got to attack this. 
I think so. And I, I think where I'm, I'm kind of sort of leaning now and where this is sort of leading to is that I've accepted that I'm not going to get a meaningful update on this app out um, within 2017. You know, we've got like a little bit of November left. Um, then December is going to happen and there's Christmas and everything else going on. And mentally, I've, I've kind of just said, okay, right, at some point in the new year, I will get things into gear and start planning things out. But, you know, even just getting into that level of, okay, I want to to plan these things out and start iterating and building them. I'm I'm not going to do that until January now because... I, th- I think I need that that sort of time and space to to just enjoy being here and, and getting into the, up to speed and and that's okay, you know. Um, but having that tendency and wanting to be able to sort of develop these things and have these things going on as well as everything else, um, there there is a thought process to be had there, and, and in terms of sort of not beating myself up and kind of giving myself permission for things to take longer than I might like them to take. Um, that's that's something I've had to work through and I, and I'm working through with it. Uh, I think one of the ways I'm going to also attack this sort of from the side as well is that I have a load, like a laundry list of tiny apps, little ideas and things that I would like to explore and, and, and do. And one of the things that happens when you're working on a, a side project that is broken down into lots of chunks and that is the focus is, is that none of these things ever sort of see the light of day not if you want to actually ship that that major app so i'm actually where i'm getting that itch at the moment to go develop something on the side and have a look at something else i'm just taking one of these small ideas and, and having a play okay so that is sort of resolving me resolving that that feeling of okay well i'm not doing not doing the thing that i said i would you know, I'm still doing these 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 other things, and they're they're sort of taking up the space that I might be sort of trying to hack out an update to go VJ on. And I've given myself permission to not see this as wasted time because these are things I can pick up, put down. They don't matter. You know, the, to, to me, there is nothing invested in terms of there's a due date on these things and there's a product I want to ship. This is more about me expanding my knowledge and having a play and doing all the things that. Um, that I would sort of think about while I was working on GoVJ. Um, so I think overall that's that's going to be a positive kind of approach. You know, I'm, I'm going to get back into um, next waves of development on, on this bigger project at some point in the new year. And in the meantime, I've given myself permission to, A, not bother and, and kind of just get on with real life, but also be where I have bits of free time and I want to try and go develop something or play with something in that way. I've got, I can just go and attack the the list of ideas that I've got. Um, I, I think that will be, be quite a healthy thing in the end. Okay, we'll call that a wrap. If you've enjoyed today's show, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would be much appreciated. Or if you're an Overcast user, if you could hit that star button to recommend us, that would help us out a lot. Um, Also, we'd like to remind you we have our Slack channel. Um, We've had a few more people join recently, which is awesome. Um, Our hope is that we can grow it to even more so more developers can come and hang out. If you'd like to join, there'll be instructions in the show notes, or you can send us a message on Twitter at WFRpodcast, and we'll get you signed up. So before we run off, Dave, where can people find you? 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at DW Roboheads. That's Roboheads spelled with a Z at the end. Um, you can find my applications at roboheads.com. Again, that's Roboheads spelled with a Z. How about you, Dave? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Dave Not, or you can find my remote control for Cody at armchair-remote.com. And my latest app to help kids learn to read can be found at spacereaders.com. 